0: Howdy, and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today's April 9th, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Clark, and you've made it back to another episode. Tried some really fun things out on today's show. Um, really happy to have the guest on that we did this week, Dave with uh, Tag and Bragg. They're a YouTube channel, started as an app, shifted gears and they have some apparel and just a really great group of dudes that let their personality carry the day and then everything else beyond that is a bonus. So Dave and I kind of shoot the breeze about their brand, what they're all about, where they're from, if they hunt public land. We get Dave's most memorable hunt at the end if you're willing to hang around that long and I highly encourage you do so you can hear about the Godfather Buck out of New York. We also take some calls from around the country people called in and actually did some turkey calls. So we talked about, you know, what it's like to get into turkey hunting. I have not gotten into it. I bought some tags, never had the opportunity and did it as a side set of like deer hunting. Um, But Dave's pretty new to it too. And he admittedly had stated like, look, I'm in the hunting um, community and I'm this personality and I do these YouTube shows, but I don't know how to call turkeys that great, which is awesome. I love the transparency and the honesty. And um, I think we need more of that. That being said, some a couple of guys did call in and do some turkey calls uh, with a diaphragm call, and then and then without any uh, tools or equipment at all. So it was uh, it was pretty fun to listen to. Anyway, I'll bring him on right now, and uh, it'd mean a whole bunch to me if you could review the podcast on iTunes, give us a review and a rating. It means so so much to me. Um, don't have any sponsors, although tonight we did have our first test pilot sponsor, um, Common Hunter, which is uh, if you're looking for some great products for a really, really, really great price, I highly recommend heading over to their website. And if you enter in the code, where the number two, the word hunt, you're going to get yourself 15% off of some of their products. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring our guest on. A
1: couple call-outs real quick. So with us on the show today, we have Dave G. Rizzo. G. O. Rizzo. You got uh, it. <laughs> yes, I didn't put <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> um, a quick call up before we introduce Dave. In the upper left-hand corner, if you're watching the live stuff, you're gonna notice a uh, the Common Hunter logo. If you go to commonhunter.com and you type in the code where the number two and the word hunt, you get 15% off. I get zero kickbacks. This is just me trying to, to help out a brand that I believe in. They were on the show um, on a couple months back, and they offer some great products for us Common Hunters. So check that out. That being said. Dave, let's get you introduced to the audience, man. Where are you from?
2: Uh, so, yeah, my name's Dave G. Rizzo. I have an uh, online web show called Tag and Brag that my brother Dean and I co-host. And uh, originally from Cleveland, Ohio, actually still from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, but we do a lot of hunting up in western New York and fortunate enough now to kind of grow our business to the point where we get to travel around and hunt and stuff and, um, yeah life is good i guess
1: <laughs> that's good to hear and you guys are you uh primarily hunting public land or
2: you know what we uh we grew up hunting private land and we're just kind of getting into more and more public land we we spent a little bit of time hunting public land we were unsuccessful here uh this past fall i should say but we are going to do more of it for turkey season and i mean it's it's kind of a bucket list thing now because like i said we've grown up hunting private land so much and you know had the opportunities to plant food plots and manage deer and manage the land and and in general and just i don't know want a different challenge want a little bit of a different flavor so we've we've checked out quite a few pieces of public land over the last month and a half to 2 months just kind of preparing for the fall and kind of getting ready for turkey season and stuff. So looking forward to uh, to that challenge for sure.
1: Dude, that's awesome! Uh, I mean, it's, I just, it's kind of a bucket list thing. Got I'll too much to- audio going on over here. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> okay, technical <laughs> difficulties are done. Um, let's let's talk about your brand for a second because we got to chat for a little bit on the phone earlier today, and um, you kind of you had a, a, a similar start to where I came from, and uh, I wanted to have you kind of just shout it out there a little bit and, and kind of tell people where you came from with this. Yeah. So
2: Tag and Bragg kind of, well, it, Tag and brag originated as an idea to create like a Facebook for the outdoors. So to basically give other people an opportunity to share what they've done in hunting and fishing. and And it all started with like picture sharing and went into more video sharing. We created a phone app, Um, And so that was kind of the main vision because my brother Dean and I always wanted a way to like showcase our own outdoor lifestyle and be able to show people what we did and how we enjoyed hunting and fishing and knew we didn't have the money to like get on TV and stuff like that. So we wanted to create a place for everybody else to do the same thing. Um, In the midst of all that, we had created a YouTube channel and started making videos and that kind of Propelled the brand as we were developing the the website and the phone app side of things, and so it, it really like jump started us and and kind of our personalities took over as tag and brag. And we honestly, it was a long roller coaster of a few years of development and really burning a lot of cash, quite honestly, and <laughs> realizing that our true that our true passion was was bringing people into our lives and allowing them to see what we did as hunters and really just as, as human beings, essentially. So our, our path has evolved so much along the way, which is pretty cool because if you would have asked me five years ago, where we would have been today, I don't know that I could have even kind of scripted it. Um, But now, you know, we have a, a web show on YouTube, on Facebook, our social media is really where we spend most of our time in trying to interact with our, our following and our audience. And honestly, the Internet has given us the, the the opportunity to basically make a name for ourselves, which is pretty cool.
1: Super cool, man. So you guys just start having fun, and out of that fun has has come some really cool things.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we just – we knew – we knew kind of going into the video side of things that we were never going to shoot as many big bucks as like me and Tiffany, the juries, and we were never going to outproduce Heartland bow So we had to be, we had to find our niche and we felt like, I mean, we, we, we've been filming stuff. We would go on like snowboarding trips with our cousins and we just always have had a camera in our hands since a young age and never really done anything with it, but we always cracked ourselves up when we were on camera and stuff. So we, Felt like we could make our niche, basically our personalities, and uh, and just be relatable to people, but also not be scared to show our true colors and kind of go outside the box, outside of what is the norm of like outdoor television and web shows and stuff like that. So um, that that has is kind of how tag and brag evolved. And then once we got into like YouTube and Facebook and that whole swing of things. Then we knew we had control of like creating our own content and we're, we're self-taught editing. So we taught we literally from scratch, were on YouTube videos, books, whatever research we needed to do to teach ourselves how to edit. Um, so the cool part is, is from like a production side, we control everything in-house. And I think that's why people gravitate to it as well, because it's like 100% authentically us. We lay down the, we film it, we lay down the footage, we're in front of the camera and we edit everything. So it's like our flavor and we didn't learn from like a cookie cutter type program. We kind of taught ourselves and have our own different style. Um, So it's, it's really evolved into that now. And and now we have like a, what we call a vlog, where we just try and literally produce as much content as possible and, and try and outproduce everyone else from like the, the amount of content that we have essentially um and it's it's i mean it's it's propelled us to where we are at right now at least over the past couple of years
1: that's cool here i mean there's a lot of people trying to get get into that stuff and, and all for different reasons and i think you know i've had i've had this topic discussed on the show in the past about you know creating an outdoor brand um or starting and to do filming your own hunts i've had sam you to talk about that i had the, the you betcha guy on uh he's a dude that you know has all the bush bush light shirts yep. all that stuff and um yep. you know it sounds like your why is just been something that you've always done and and through that you guys have let your personalities come through which is you know you guys have been i've been seeing you for a super long time so when i messaged you i was like dude how have we not done this yet I know. Um, like, <laughs> our brands have crossed paths at some point in time or another and i've been commenting on your stuff and you know i i love it and um it stands out and that that being said you know do you think that some of the filming stuff that you've been doing has uh, made it more fun for you for like getting out and hunting all that stuff
2: yeah you know I think it's just it's created a whole different aspect because I I don't know I feel like my type of personality like I'm part of the reason I was put on this earth was to be a storyteller the more that I've kind of gotten into all this and stuff and so to be able to tell or show people like our story over time with the camera i'm extremely passionate about that and um so it, it it has added a completely different element to the sport i mean anymore you know there's we don't we don't go into the woods anymore without a camera it just doesn't happen like if we're not going to document it i'm not we're not going to go i mean even a simple shed hunt or something it's just it everything gets documented so it has it's it added more to it And it's, it's certainly added more fun to it. It's added more stress to it as well, just because like when we're filming, I don't know, like, but I've, I've filmed for outdoor TV shows in the past and there's so much that gets filmed and then there's so much that doesn't get ever seen. And it like boggles my mind. I'm like, I don't know. I just, part of me is just like, I, I can't, I can't live with that. So a lot of what you see with like our stuff and our videos is, is what we've filmed and, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a kill. It doesn't necessarily have to be an exciting hunt, but more oftentimes than not, we try and make it at least somewhat entertaining or it just turns out to be entertaining because we're just kind of being who we are. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely added a whole different aspect of things. And, and like I said, at this point anymore, I, I couldn't imagine going into the woods without a camera.
1: Yeah, you guys have done a good job of making it your own flavor and filling those voids of the quote unquote kill, which, you know, I think everyone thinks that that's what they want to see. But when you have the kind of personality that you guys bring to the table in that sense, it fills the. Like, it doesn't it does more than just fill in the void, so to speak it like it becomes the thing that you're looking to see when I'm watching you guys like I love it when you guys are on the camera doing your thing being yourselves. that that is the show and then the other stuff is the bonus, you know. Cause then it's cool to see you guys in that light too.
2: Yeah, no, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I mean, we film, you know, it's, it's a 365 day a year thing for us at this point. Like last year, I think we put out like 155 vlogs. So, I mean, there's a good, you know, whatever, a third of the year, almost half the year daily that we're producing content and putting out vlogs and stuff. And I think people get caught up in like, the storyline, you know they watch us plant the food plots, they watch us go through like the dog days of summer where you know we're busting our butts just trying to prepare for the fall, and then when that success does actually happen, it like like this past year, Dean and I both shot, shot two bucks up in New York um one day after another, and the outpour of just like interaction and stuff that we saw on Facebook on youtube was was intense like literally, I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was, and, and I think that's kind of a Testament to just kind of bringing people along for the journey. You know, there's a lot of people that are, are hardcore followers now and they like, and it's, it's extremely humbling to me. I, I appreciate every single one. If you, I mean, if anybody knows you message us, you comment, like we literally answer every single thing because without those people, we wouldn't be here right now. You know, we wouldn't be here. So I, I greatly appreciate every single person that watches us um, and gives us this opportunity. And so I think bringing them along the journey, like all of a sudden like we're successful and it's almost like they're successful too, because they've been along for the ride. And that really, to me, like, I don't know, that hits home. That's like more than shooting a big deer, more than killing a turkey, whatever, like that part of it, to be able to make an impact with people, and make them feel like they're with you in a sense. And hopefully they got some joy or entertainment out of, out of what you're doing like that. That's what hit, hits home to me the most for sure.
1: Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. I'm just browsing through your, uh, your YouTube page here on the live portion of this and your New York, the Godfather book. You yeah. had a ton of reach on that one and did like, and, and like you said, all these comments coming in, someone said, I've watched this video 10 times dude, to get yeah, one person to watch something like 10 times, you know, like, I doubt people <laughs> listen to like 10 minutes of my podcast. <laughs> That's so crazy, the, super, cool. It, I've watched crazy it, too, by of- the way. So, man. <laughs> well, and the
2: video is like 24 minutes long, because we just, I mean, the, the story is just so nuts. It's so nuts. We couldn't have scripted. You couldn't have scripted it. You just really couldn't have. And I mean, it always seems to happen that way. But um, the way it all worked out, and the emotions that were within that day—like I, I mean, I was a—I went from insanely happy to erect to just concerned, uh, questioned everything, the uh, you know, on cloud nine because we finally found him, and it was just—it was—it was intense. And I guess that, from that standpoint, like that's what I'm extremely proud of—is being able to capture all those emotions and being a, and people feeling it too. You know what I mean? Like oh, sure. you could for tell sure. by a lot of the comments and stuff like that, that people really like it, they felt it. They felt like they were with you. They felt, or with us. And, it, and that, I don't know, from that perspective, like I'm, I'm extremely proud of, of that even more than the success of the hunt, because that's why we all do it. You know what I mean? Those emotions, the, the people that don't hunt and don't, haven't experienced that don't truly understand um but those emotions and that roller coaster there's nothing else i don't know i've never done anything or experienced anything else quite like it so to be able to relay that you know through our videos is extremely i'm extremely proud of that
1: yeah you guys have done a just a bang up job on that I, i think it's freaking awesome um so we'll come back to that in a sense, towards the end, because that might be part of the question that we're going to ask later on. But let's switch gears and talk about, I I asked you, like, you know, what's it like having the cameras in the woods and things like that? And how has that, you know, affected your experience and and whatnot? But um, when we were chatting earlier today, we're talking about turkey hunting. And, you know, I haven't gone out turkey hunting yet. Um, I've purchased tags in the past when I was deer hunting, figuring (laughs) like, man, I always see these things on deer hunting. And the one freaking year I get tags for deer hunting, of course, I didn't see them that year. But, You know, I've just never, I think people that have listened to the show know that I don't, not that I don't care to, I I would love to. I just haven't done it. Um, Right. Yeah. Whatever. That being said, you know, it sounds like you're pretty new to it yourself. But let's, let's talk about that for a little bit.
2: Yeah, no, we are. I mean, Dean and I probably started turkey hunting maybe like five or six years ago. And it was funny, our first, our first successful turkey hunt We both, we shot birds within like eight to 10 seconds of each other. And it was pretty much pure luck. And, but like, I don't know. We, I I still am not a good turkey caller. Like I, I, the diaphragm mouth calls, I suck. Like I'm just, I'll be completely honest. I suck. I can't find one that fits good in my mouth. I can't even figure out really how to like blow into the thing to make it sound like a turkey. So, I mean, I use, I'll use like box calls or slate calls and I can, you know, sometimes get them to sound good. I mean, I've called turkeys in and we've shot them before, so I guess it's all right, but I I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm still a novice to like the actual calling aspect of things. Um, But yeah, we're relatively still, I mean, we're still green as far as turkey hunters go. And it's crazy to kind of say that because I've been hunting for probably 20 i'm 31 years old i've been hunting for probably 25 years and to say that we're kind of still green at turkey hunting and now that we're like making a living or you know part of a living at least off
1: of our hunting show is is just a weird thing to say i guess well that's how i feel too about the podcasting stuff and and whatnot but (laughs) look real quick time out i'm just going to take a second to call out some of the people commenting here uh, we got a bunch of people. Sure. Jonathan Wilson, what's up? Thanks for tuning in, Wade, Michael. Um, I don't know what a, tim- a Timber Pepsi is. Is that? Do you know what that is, dude? A, a Timber Pepsi? Yeah.
2: No. No, I don't know what that is. I'm going to guess <laughs> I'm that. I'm drinking some like scotch. Light or
1: something. Well, I do love the Bush Light. Um, <laughs> East Coast Go Hunter is here. I'm assuming that's DRock or one of the guys, whether Travis or something. Uh, they had asked, and Derek Garl, what's up? um east coast bull hunters asked what you use for um recording equipment we don't got to spend a lot of time there we'll we'll get back to the subject matter but i want to just address the comments real quick
2: yeah no we i mean honestly we have an array of different cameras um we've got a couple different like main cameras that we use we use a canon um ax or, i'm sorry xa30 and then we have a sony ax100 but our vlog camera is a sony a 7s and a lot of times we're just holding that thing up like facing it opposite way towards us and talking to the camera. I mean it's it's kind of awkward at first but it you got to get comfortable with it and that's part of how we just kind of show our personalities because it's just basically like let me take this camera for a walk and talk to it a little bit. And it takes like I said it takes some getting used to but um but yeah that's kind of our our flavor of our show.
1: Cool man, good to hear. One other thing while well, we got everyone kind of tuning in here Don't be afraid or shy to call in. The number is right on the screen in big, bold letters. And uh, if you know how to use a turkey call, we'd love to have you call in and uh, do some turkey calls over the phone. I think that could be a ton of fun. Give Dave some lessons here. Teach me. (laughs) Teach me. (laughs) Anyway, back to the the, kind of where you're going with everything. I got a cat here just meowing up the storm. So sorry, everybody, about that. (laughs) Man, chaos. Just chaos. I'll let you get back to it, bud. Sorry. <laughs>
2: so I, yeah, what, what were you we talking about, turkey hunting? Yeah,
1: so you were you were talking about like shit. What were you? Talking? <laughs> I derailed oh, too I much. Have, all
2: right, so let me. Well, yeah, okay. Obviously, we're still green into the turkey hunting side of things, but our Thank first you. Dean and I first turkey kill came on Mother's probably like five or six years ago, and I was living in Nashville at the time. I drove back just to hunt for the weekend because we were just getting into turkey hunting. We thought we were, like, all cool and shit, and Dean had, like, I, I think he had, like, either missed one or or came close or something, like, a few times that previous week, hunting by himself. He was like, dude, we need, I need a cameraman, and, like, you know, we need to be together, you know, in order to get this done. We just need to kill one of these things, whatever. So we get up. We're up against this huge tree and dean kind of had an idea where these turkeys were roosting and then they would walk like parallel to this huge ravine and there was only like one spot to cross and they would literally walk right through the he saw him walking like right through the water a couple days in a row so we set up like kind of basically right before that crossing and sure enough like I don't know. We were probably waiting 45 minutes to an hour and all of a sudden we heard a gobble and it was far. I mean, it was like as far as you could hear. So Dean hit the call and he answered and we're like, oh, my God, like, you know, holy shit, what's going on? And so we waited a few minutes. He hit the call again and like they answered and they were noticeably closer, like notice.
1: Oh, wow. They were moving, huh?
2: Yeah, they. I mean, they were. We obviously had their attention, and I mean, at that time we didn't know. You know, I, we knew like they were coming, but we didn't know what to do at that point. So Dean was just. He looked at me. He's like, "They're coming. I'm just going to shut up," which was actually the right move. And sure enough, these turkeys come over this little mole, and they're walking this this like logging road that's probably only fifteen yards in front of us, and they're walking, and they just they're just like looking. Or whatever was making the noise so they come probably 25 yards in front of us dean's got the gun i got the camera we didn't have two guns we had one gun at this point point. and we're on the ground no blind like we're just straight up up against the tree that was it so this turkey comes out finally gets into an opening at like 15 yards and dean hammers this thing and it starts flipping around on the ground and the other oh one goes running back like, yeah. And we're like going nuts. The other one goes running back like 10 yards turns around and comes running right back to the other one and like stomping on it. And what? we're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, dude, give me the gun. Give me the gun. He throws me the gun. I throw him the camera and I get like, I get on him. he's like, wait, wait, wait. And he got the camera in focus and like right when he got the camera in focus, he's like, all right. And I, <laughs> freaking hammered this other one and dropped him right on his body and we're like holy shit <laughs> he runs out there and like you know grabs them both because they were flipping around like crazy and we were just like oh my god oh my it was our first year ever turkey hunting we, I, we dude was, that's
1: no, so nah, that we is we one doing. hell of a way to get hooked on something holy shit it
2: was insane so yeah i mean need, needless to say since then we've been kind of hooked but we've i mean we've never come close to doing well i shouldn't say that but we i don't know that was a probably a one-time experience and it was it was just insane it was a crazy way to break into
1: the old turkey hunting sport for sure so is your is your brother any good at calling or like he was doing some of the calling
2: yeah he's he's definitely better than i am like he could do the mouth the diaphragm calls um but we'll just kind of i don't know we just if we're hunting together one of us will call and then another one will call. We you know, we got, I don't know, fifteen different calls that we have. And we just keep pulling different ones out until we get a bird to answer and then hopefully he, he comes in.
1: That's wild, man. So that's one of the things I just the, the turkey hunting, the way you get it the licenses here in Wisconsin, like there's a there's a couple different ways the season breaks up and it always feels a little confusing. But yeah. The more and more and every single time I talk about turkey hunting, I'm like, "Oh my god, why am I not doing this?" Cuz everyone's like it's so much fun with the interactivity of calling the birds in and like having them call back and their their vision's so good. You got to be right. super still and it's like very, you know, but when that's not happening, it's like whatever, you know. It's not like you got to be all worried about your scent and all that stuff.
2: Um Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 definitely uh it's a completely different style of hunting obviously than than deer hunting like you said. You don't have to worry about your scent you're you you do not have to worry about like your access as much in and out of the tree it's you know it's not like you're worried about bumping the turkeys in the morning and stuff like that unless you you know bump them out of the roost which is kind of but like that'll give you a heart do... attack i've done that in deer hunting yeah exactly well and then you're and then you're pretty much done for the morning but <laughs> a lot of like what we've learned that's helped us out is to try and like normally the turkeys gobble a couple times in the roost when they fly up at night usually and so if you can kind of lo- if you can locate one at night it makes that next morning a whole lot more fun cuz you know you're going in there and you're in the game um of it rather than just going in and kind of blind calling and it's a little bit more work and stuff like that but that's i mean we try to do that as much as possible now just because it yeah it makes it a lot more efficient And then, you know, they fly down and normally you can get them talking a little bit. If, you know, maybe they get, you you get one fired up and coming in, or sometimes they'll fly down and they'll just, you know, they'll shut up right away. So it's a, I don't know, it's a finicky sport. like two years ago, we didn't, neither of us killed a bird and both of us were like, turkey hunting sucks. You know, like, (laughs) I mean, like, we were just like, man. such sore losers about it and we we're just like turkey hunting sucks but i mean it's just it is a great for for a whitetail hunter at heart it's a great um bridge to kind of bridge the gap between seasons you know between yeah. like, the end of the
1: summer and and the late so, season for the for, for the hunting season how much how much time are you spending scouting turkeys um, and, or while you're turkey hunting, paying attention and being mindful of, and you know documenting deer sign and things like that.
2: You know, we don't, I mean, scouting turkeys is kind of on the fly. It's, it's not like, I mean, we'll go check out certain tracts of land that we have permission to hunt like right now, or go look at, you know, now that we're trying to get a little bit more into like the public land side of things, um, it, it we have done a little bit more scouting for turkeys like right now, as opposed to, cause our season doesn't open for another two weeks, I think. Um But I mean, turkeys, like the scouting is kind of on, on a fly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, literally, like I said, your scouting could be the night before. And then all of a sudden the next morning you're in the game or, you know, you're driving around in the morning and you see birds in a field and you go, you know, ask someone or, figure out if it's public land or not and and then the next day you're in there so it's 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 a little bit different more on the i guess yeah that's the difference of of that compared to whitetail hunting where you're trying to do homework and you know you're studying the deer and pictures and stuff like that all summer and early fall to try and kind of figure out the chess match whereas turkeys you know you could figure one out the night before go in there and kill them and then you're you're done
1: you know what i mean um sure and because and it, they, because exactly. you can call them and stuff like that you can you can audibly locate them different than you would a deer you're not gonna go in there the freaking deer call and pick out a deer right. you know that way right. we all exactly. know that exactly Man, wouldn't that okay. be great so, huh? if like if you could have that type of freaking response from a whitetail i know that you can grunt and they can might turn back but it's just it's not that level of interactivity
2: no no and you know what i mean i i was out filming for a tv show a couple of years ago in montana elk hunting and i would compare elk hunting is like turkey hunting on steroids because you got these massive animals that you're, that you are interact, like vocally interacting with. And it, I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Like it's, it's literally incredible because I don't know, I there's something about hunting more of a big game animal for me. That's just jacks me up a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like I do
1: love turkey hunting for sure, but that. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a freaking you know, happy Thanksgiving. I got a bird. By the way, do you eat? Do yeah. You eat what you kill when it comes to turkey hunting? Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we we usually breast
2: them out. My dad always gets kicked if we don't skin the legs out and give them a like a <laughs> and stuff too. Uh, he gets so mad because he'll either throw it in soup or a pot of soup or I don't know. He just he likes that that meat. So um, so yeah, we can't forget the leg bones and they're a pain in the ass to try and skin off and get out of the bird and stuff like that but um but yeah that's his that's always his request but yeah we eat we eat everything I mean at the end of the day you know that we grew up hunting deer for the the meat and hunting anything for the meat rabbits yeah I mean pheasant what I you know grouse whatever it didn't matter like our we were fortunate enough to grow up in a family that was just diehard hunters and fishermen and so whether it was hunting or fishing you know it was a fun activity to do, but we were also providing food for the family. So, at the end of the day, that, that's the bare bones of it still for us.
1: Good shit, man. Well, let me circle back to that in a minute, but I'm going to bring in our first caller. We got Trevor with the East Coast hunters Podcast. I think he's going to try to teach you how to do some turkey calls. Let's do it. Hey, Trevor, welcome to the Where to Hunt Podcast. You're live. You better have a turkey call in your mouth.
3: Of course, of course. How are you, Eric?
1: Hey man, doing great. Thanks for calling in. You guys are the best.
3: Absolutely, man. Anytime.
1: How you doing, Trevor?
2: What's up, man? I I hear I'm getting turkey hunting or turkey calling
3: 101 here. <laughs> yeah, D Rock called me and told me I had to call in with a mouth call.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> give her a whirl, man. Let's hear it. Um. No pressure.
3: You got have you guys ever called with a diaphragm call before, or I think
1: I, I think I did I as a mean, kid and. no but not really not lately i want to now really bad i wish i had one laying around
2: i've Um, I've tried but i am i am not successful at all
3: i mean i'll I'll tell you this i mean from what i've learned just just having one in my mouth constantly and all the time is just perfect one thing at a time and slowly go up you rather you rather sound really good at one thing than try and make noises that don't make sense in the woods um that makes sense just have it and have it, have it in your mouth constantly and just, you know, driving in the car and playing with it. And it's all about just moving the tongue and the way you 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 uh, exhale or inhale is is what's going to make the noise. Okay. So, here, I'll do, uh, will you like a uh, simple clock?
1: Nice. Yeah, see, I... Sounds pretty I good to that. me, man. Yeah, I wouldn't do that.
3: Like, uh, <laughs> then you can like caught with it. Uh...
1: <laughs> so you get that. That's
4: awesome.
1: <laughs> Dude, you don't even right need right sound bumpers the for the podcast. You could just you could just I could just get a freaking <laughs> diaphragm call.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, so what exactly. I did was, what I did was, I went into the car so that I can get the full effect. So with the surround thing, so you guys can hear it perfectly without being on the actual phone. So it's not next to my mouth. We it.
1: Sounded let me ask good. You something. It sounded good. good.
3: Let me ask you something. Like,
2: yep. what? That's like the cuts and the clocks and the purrs and like I don't know what any of that means. You know what I am Like, and and that's hard for me to admit, <laughs> but like. I, I, am, don't man. I don't okay. know when to do one and the other. You know, what? like I don't know
3: yeah, when to do one, when to do the other one. I just I don't so know. So you're going to do you're going to do more clocks like your clocks are, you know, you just your oh. So and then you do your clocks and then you add like you you add a cut into it to add that enthusiasm to it. So So that just adds your enthusiasm because you don't want to send, sound like if you're sitting in a class and the and the teacher is real monotone, you're not interested. It's pretty much right, the same thing when right. you're calling a turkey. You want, to, you want to have that excitement with it. So you just mix. Your clocks are just your normal calls. And you can clock constantly and, and then just throw a couple of cuts in there to get them real excited. And a lot of times it goes day by day what they want to hear. You know, some days they're they're That's only true. going to hear. You know, they're going to be kind of quiet, and they're not going to make as much excitement noises. And then some days they really want it real raspy,
1: and they really want a lot of cuts in it. um You know, and then when, when, you do they, when are they? Close, when are you, they? You are you start. using that same thing to gobble too? Like that's not going to make it. You're not going to gobble with that, right? You need some different. Uh, I mean,
3: you can you can gobble, but there's there's gobble calls. Um.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like you're not going to be to guy. No,
3: I mean you can, but it's. It's not as good, man. That, they have gobbler calls for that. you know. And, and one thing that I do say when it comes to turkey hunting, man, is is you have to remember is the one thing that everybody, we're all in the woods for at the same exact time is, we're there for that trophy bird, that gobbler. So when you start making goblin noises, especially on public land, just know know your surroundings and know where you are because a lot of the times, you have to remember, that is that, that's what we're all after is that trophy bird. You start making gobbles and you can bring in some non- you know, some, a lot of hunters that don't know what's going on. You know, like like right. newer hunters. So you got to be yeah, very careful really when you're about using a gobble call. Yeah, and that's that's one thing a lot of people don't, man. And when I start talking turkey hunting with a lot of people, I try to tell them about that. Is that you can make, it's scary when you start making goblin noises. These guys are making, um, you know, these guys are bringing in these. Uh, they're doing uh, like big fan toms you know, in the middle of fields or they're, they're doing that, uh, that whole reaping thing. I mean, those are the right. things that we're after those big fan birds. I mean, that's a legal bird at that point. And it's just one thing I say, when you brought up the goblin call, I just want to make it known that just be careful when you're using those things and know your surroundings.
1: Dude, I used to yeah. do this segment sure. on the show, um, a while back, a couple of years ago about hunter safety, things kind of gone wrong to, to bring some awareness to being, you know, mindful and, and safe. And I would poke some fun at it yeah. for the for the sake of getting some awareness around it. And there was a story that I shared, I should go back and find it, where there were two turkey hunters that called each, each other into them. Like, they called each other, right? Thinking each one of them <laughs> was the, a bird. <laughs> yeah, into yeah. themselves? It sounds pretty weird. Like, I, I don't mean it that way. But, but they, uh, yeah. one guy got shot, dude. And he was okay. Yeah. But he, he was like you know army crawling across the field with some fans and doing some calls and other guys like holy shit here comes a bird and you look at the you can look at these injury reports on different state websites so i would go to every state dnr and i'd look up the injury reports and sure as shit dude one guy shot another guy thought he was a fucking bird like holy See, crap okay, yeah so crazy. careful absolutely you know, you know it's it on it. one of those things you gotta be oops, go ahead no no go ahead go
3: ahead no, it's just one of those things that, that goes untalked about a lot of the times and, and, and turkey hunting is probably one of the most dangerous out of all game huntings that we do, I think, in my personal opinion. Um because the people, you know, you're an all camo, you're on the ground, you're at the level of your decoys, um and yeah. it, and it's just a scary, scary thing. Well, hey yeah, Trev, can you, the, can you do the do
2: the P You do the P Vitty gobble
3: call?
4: Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: Holy shit!
3: Yep. Yeah, you can. Uh, um, I can't. I can't do it with the mouth calling. But.
1: <laughs> oh my god, man! You sound excited. That's gonna get a turkey in for you guys, sure. You better watch out by now.
3: <laughs>
1: you guys, I'm all pumped up. We started talking birds and
3: turkeys. I get all excited. <laughs> 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 but yeah, good. You know, was- I mean, just, just get them turkey calls and try them and play with them. You know, just move your tongue around, put it, get comfortable with it in your mouth, man, and and just move the tongue around, and and you'll just you'll start to. I think it's yeah. You suck in, and you're moving your tongue. It's like a reed, and you're making the soundboard with your tongue. You know what I'm saying? Like a duck call, and you would be blowing on the duck call. It's the same thing. It's an instrument, man. You just got to play with it, and you got to mess around with it and get the different noises and, and just kind of understand it. That's That's what I need. It's That's not an advice. easy task.
2: I need, to, I need to throw one of them things in my truck so when I'm driving around and stuff, I can just be cackling on that thing all the time. That's what I need to do. Your
1: Instagram accounts can get real fun. (laughs) Yeah, did
2: you see that the other day?
1: (laughs) I
3: mean, just turkey calling in general, just any type of game calling, man. It's just playing with the call, man, driving around scouting, just having it in your mouth and making that noise. And and really, you're going to learn, like, going back to, like, the clucks and the purrs and this and that it's just you're going to know those scenarios as they come man you're going to mess up and it's going to happen and you just you just call and to see what works to react that you know to react to get that reaction gobble when you're in the woods and stuff you know it's the different pitches and changing the tones i mean that that's how you're going to get these birds to gobble and that's what they're
1: looking no for doubt. is the pitch and the tone change you know so yeah no i feel you i feel you for sure
4: Dude, thanks so much for
1: calling to, to gobble, man. This is, what other podcast can we get someone to call in <laughs> to do some gobble? I'm surprised you're the first one who want to do it. We should have a line out the door right now. I know. I know. D-Rock, yeah, I mean, yeah.
3: and, D-Rock, D-Rock called me and was like, somebody needs to go on Where to Hunt to go play around with a mouth call. He goes, you got a mouth call in the truck? I said, D-Rock, of course I got a mouth call in the truck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think this is amateur hour? It is for us, too. I think that's it. That's great. When does your guys' season start, Trevor?
3: Uh, we're April 24th.
1: Okay. So, Wisconsin's April 17th. So, there's a youth hunt, though, on the 13th and 14th. But then we kick things off for Section A. It's called uh, April 17th to the 23rd. Oh, nice. So, what about you in Ohio? So that means I'm going to... I'm pretty sure we're the, is the 24th of Tuesday? Uh, the Wednesday. Oh, so maybe,
2: maybe we're the 20th. I think we're the 23rd then. I don't know why we open up on a Tuesday this year. That's weird, but I think it is the 23rd then. Oh, you got a one-up huh? Yeah. One day, one day earlier. (laughs)
1: That's great. Well, dude, it's gonna be exciting here pretty soon to see everyone starting to get at it.
2: Yeah, Facebook and Instagram should start blowing up with some. I mean, I've already been seeing a lot of turkey stuff with like down south and and uh, some of the southern states opening up a little bit earlier.
1: Let's uh, let's stir the know. pot a little bit here, not for the sake of stirring the pot necessarily, but you know, what what do you guys think about um, you know blasting turkeys in the in the head? You guys seen those videos? The headshots on turkeys with, with arrows and shit like that.
2: Oh, with arrows, yeah. I mean, ah, hey, if you can do it, more power to you. <laughs> right. Let it's it interesting.
1: So, it's like there's like a whole cult following behind just that.
3: I know the man.
4: whole
3: <laughs> the whole decap thing is definitely something within its own. Um, I it's it's not an easy task and it's something that i've been watching for a while and then but the thing of getting those broadheads to tune right and fly right i'm really excited to try we're going to try out the solid broadheads the decaps um this season and see if we can't get those things to fly right and try and kill a turkey and cut their head off i had tried the guillotines in the past and i just couldn't get them to fly right out of my bow they're like kites um but i think these new decap ones are going to be a little bit better (laughs) but if you notice they try and get them real close to the to the um to the, yeah. to, the, uh, to the blind. You know, like seven, eight so yards stuck. they're trying to cut these things' heads off.
4: Yeah.
2: It's uh, wild. I was with a buddy last year who was trying to do that and he missed and he hit this thing, I mean, in the side and blew a hole in it, like big. The size of like a softball. thing didn't <laughs> go very far still, but it was pretty wild.
1: I mean, it is kind of crazy that they've created a like broadhead. Specifically for taking a turkey's head off, lopping heads off turkeys, crazy. right? Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, Dave, do you know Tom Self?
2: Tom Self, I don't know that name sounds familiar.
1: He says he tells you to give away a mount.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Last year, um we were doing a giveaway with some of our signature series broadheads and i don't know how we got on it like the live video went bonkers and we said like once there was a hundred people watching we would give away one of the mounts on our wall and (laughs) sure as shit like we were at like 50 people i thought there was no chance like no chance it was getting to a hundred and all of a sudden, all these, like, it's going up 60, 70 people, 75, 80, 85. All of a sudden, it was at, like, 96. I'm like, holy shit, no way. We're going to have to give away a mouth.
5: Sure enough, it was at, like,
2: 114 and, like, a, a blink of an eye. And I'm like, oh, shit. So they're like, you got to give it away. So Dean and I, literally, we picked them out off the wall, and we gave it away. Thank God. Thank God we went and did like a random drawing for from everybody who shared it on facebook and thank god it was somebody local otherwise we were gonna have to ship that thing god knows where but they just oh came over god. and picked it up they had they they wanted me to sign the, the freaking autograph the rack and then the, he went back to his house and sent me a picture of this thing in his living room up next to like his three other deer i'm like oh my god
1: Hey, oh, Trev, I'm going to drop you off the call, and we're going to bring in another caller, bud.
3: Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Eric. Enjoy your guys' season, and shoot straight. All right,
1: Thanks. buddy. You have a good one. Thanks for the call. Take care, guys. All right. Here we got Tony Forrester. Hey, Tony, you're live on the Where to Hunt podcast. How you doing? What's up? Good, buddy. How are you Doing good. Thanks for calling in, man. You gonna do a turkey call? Or you just call in the chat.
5: Oh, I'll do a turkey call with no turkey call at all, just all mouth. Come on. Let's hear
1: it.
4: <laughs> Shut up, dude. Is that for real? <laughs> for real, dude. <laughs> Holy crap. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as David amazing. hears it's
5: me. He'll know who it is.
4: I know who it is. I know
5: who it is. Oh, what's up, buddy? What's going I'm out? telling I that good, you, that was good, wasn't it? That was
2: real good. That was real good. And I would not put it past you to, to not have a turkey call in your mouth right now.
1: How oh, long I, I you got to practice was, that? Uh, that's that's no, got to be like 15 years of practice.
2: <laughs> um, no,
5: just a lot of pissing a bunch of my buddies off and drinking beer around the campfire and just fuck
1: around. <laughs>
5: sorry, sorry about my mouth,
1: sorry. I don't even know. That's okay, man. I don't even know where to begin to do I don't even know how to, like, form those sounds from my mouth. <laughs>
5: I, it, it, I killed. Hey, I killed my bird in Tennessee last year just using my mouth. That's, hey, you never forget your call. No, you're not. I mean, you don't need one when you can just rock and roll like that. (laughs) Yeah, I need to learn how to do that. Screw the diaphragm, (laughs) calls. i on one of them things. I just need to roll one off the tongue. I'm telling you, bud. I'm telling you. It's it's all in the red beard. I'm telling you. Bro, I got
2: one of them, so we should be good.
5: (laughs) When's your season start?
1: Uh, uh, so April it's April Oh, you go ahead, bud.
2: Yeah, April 23rd up in Ohio. Uh, and ours is the 17th I
1: mean, in Wisconsin here.
5: Yeah, Missouri it's uh April 15th. I was, I almost April. went up to Iowa these past couple of days to hit up uh Iowa, but I didn't make it.
1: I had to work so
5: right. But, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'll be doing what's that
1: I'll say that's. That's super. You you pretty pumped about it? I mean, with a call like that, you got to be getting pretty jacked.
5: Oh, I'm pretty jacked. Don't get me wrong. I love my turkeys and all, but I'm a white tail man. But them them birds just they 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 fluster me pretty good. Every I get pretty ticked off with them. I get pumped up for like the first (laughs) week, and then I'm like, all right, I had enough fun with you. Time for deer.
1: (laughs) That's freaking cool. Um, I'm just like. I'm still trying to figure out how you made that sound with your mouth. I I'm, I'm pretty dude, sure David or Dean has heard
5: me once or twice either at ATA or uh NWGF. Yeah, we, I don't know.
2: Yeah, but there was I, beers flowing at that point, like uh, you
5: know, I mean, yeah. that's a high possibility for sure. Uh honestly dude, it was just a lot of time just driving around listening listening to myself in the truck and then uh you know, just practicing like I said around the campfire, just messing around and messing around and,
1: when you're out there when you're out there like you you can just you can just start calling like at at will like you don't got to worry about having like oh i forgot my freaking diaphragm or my you Mm -hmm. need to go you're just good to go
5: yeah a lot of it was uh me fishing around time you know i'll i'd be fishing and i'd see a group up in the woods or something i hit up little small little farm ponds and uh i can just started messing around and started messing around and i'd get some to come in and then i got confident, you know what I mean? It wasn't at first I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go out there and just call with my mouth. It took me a <laughs> while to get confident. It took me a while to get confident. But I mean it's a go to sometimes your you know that diaphragm will choke you up or your your slate or whatever will get wet and sometimes you just gotta, right. like, pull it out and get them
2: You gotta anything, get
5: anything Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Try to tag that bird and then you can brag about it.
3: That's what I'm yeah, talking that's awesome, about. Man.
1: Dude, thanks so much for calling into the freaking show.
5: Oh, no, no, thank you for talking. No, no, thank you, man. Had a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: good to talk to you, brother. We're going to have to meet up soon, Dave. We're going to have to move you up. No doubt. No doubt we will. All right, well, shoot me a text whenever uh, you guys get free or something, and we'll try to meet up or whatever. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for talking. I appreciate your guys' uh, chat.
1: Yeah, man, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it.
5: All right, buddy. See you later. See ya. See ya. See ya.
1: That was Tony. You know Tony? It, yeah, I it did. The, I just uh, got jing- jingling the back real quick. That's okay. If it if it's not going to come back out, we don't got to worry about it.
2: I don't know what the deal is right now.
1: Yeah, that's cool. We don't got to focus on that. Don't worry about that, man. Um, okay. Why don't we... Uh, yeah, so... We got another caller I coming in. That- Oh, all right. Let's do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, we don't. We don't. I was saying if we do,
2: (laughs) go Uh, ahead. No, Tony and I, we met at like NWTF down in Nashville a few years ago. And uh, I don't know. It's been like a trade show thing. We always run into each other at like ACA or some different trade show and always end up. I mean, he's a wild dude. People go out, have a good time. Drinks start flowing. Then on the, you know, we go. He, he always gets the dance floor riled up, and all of a sudden, there's a party going on. So, it's he's hilarious, man. It's freaking hilarious.
1: I can't believe he did that, dude. That was nuts.
2: I know. I know. That was nuts.
1: Like, like you had mentioned, this hard enough to do with the diaphragm call. Trev calls in, does diaphragm call, sounds great. And then he calls in, no diaphragm call, sounds the same. Mike.
2: Sounds like a turkey. Then he gobbles. I mean, come on, unreal. It's nuts. Unreal.
1: Um. So we got about ten minutes. I want to hear your most memorable hunt. I, turkey, whitetail doesn't matter. Elk. Um. Let me let me hear your most memorable hunt and why. And maybe it'll be clear in the why. But I just that's one question I ask everybody too, man.
2: Honestly, yeah, you know, man, it's so hard. We've had I've had so many. Not so many. I've I've just had a handful of really. Cool hunt over the past couple years and honestly from the the one this year with the godfather we touched on it a little bit earlier it was cool because dean and i had just spent like 10 days up in new york and we i mean we we kind of got drugged through the ringer in the middle of the rut weren't seeing anything we're kind of not necessarily burnt out but we were just down and out basically just because we felt like we had Lost the beat a little bit and it and the rutted passed and it was kind of over, and we ended up going back up and we ended up coming home for like a day and a half and going back up there um the week of Thanksgiving. We went up to hunt Monday night and then we were gonna hunt Tuesday and come back home on Wednesday or I'm sorry, we were gonna hunt Tuesday, and we were gonna plan on packing up and coming home Tuesday night, but Dean okay. got our number one our number one hit lister on Tuesday afternoon at like three in the afternoon. And we were just—it was a cat and mouse game. We, had, we kept getting tricked her we pictures of the deer on six or seven different cameras, and so we knew it was just a matter of time we were going to run into them. We just had to keep, like, keep putting time in, essentially. And sure enough, Dean was sitting out on a one bean plot, and six doe came out, and then another one came out of this of, of this small thicket, and she kept like she was nervous we were in two different blinds we were self-filming at this point just trying to double up our odds and so she kept looking back into the thicket and it it was just you know you can see in the footage it was just she was acting weird um and and all of a sudden this fuck that we called spentex steps out and i mean he came out to chew on a couple beans but he was in my opinion he was in the middle of breeding her and she came out to eat
1: Oh wow! Okay,
2: and and so he came out, and I mean, you probably would have had all the time in the world to just watch him and see what they did, but um, he uh he ended up shooting them, dropping them in the in the plot, and Dean and I we got I got out of the blind. I mean, this you know the successful hunt for us come a lot more few and far between than like the guys on TV. They just they just do. So, I mean, we're going to enjoy it. I got out. I'm like, you know what? Our number one hit listener done. Let's just go enjoy this. We literally walked out to this deer and this doe ended up running through the field three different times with three different bucks chasing her. I mean, she was like on fire, hot, huh? like she was in the middle of breeding. And then we drug them all the way back up to the blind and she was in the back of the field feeding. And we're in black hoodies because we were just both sitting in in elevated box blinds, and so we're in black hoodies in the middle of a snow covered Western New York rolling hills. So like, just
1: picturesque.
2: What? Yeah, it was.
1: It was. What it was beautiful? What made you go back for for the Godfather? What made you go <laughs> back to New York? So my, yeah, so my
2: sister works with my dad um in our in our family business my dad owns uh six different body shops around kind of the northeast and uh one of them is up in new york so she had to go back up there to work for a couple of days and she didn't want to go stay up at our house by by herself so she originally she asked me cuz dean came back home dean had a girlfriend and I and figured you know that they wanted to see each other for a couple of days we had just literally been gone for two weeks um, so my sister Erin had to go back up there, and she's like, "David, you know, you have, what, what do you have going on? Would you mind coming up and just staying with me for a couple of days?" And uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I can bring the computer. I got editing to do. Whatever. I'll go back. I'll go back up with you." Well, literally 15 minutes before we're about to leave, Dean's like, "Yo, I'm gonna go with you," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna go." And so he literally made a last minute decision to come up there. And then he shot this deer and after all of like the picture taken and stuff like that, getting footage, enjoying it, whatever, we're just like, you know what, why don't, what are we going to rush home for? I mean, we're a a day away from Thanksgiving. I'm like, this never happened. Let's just soak it in and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Let's just soak it in. And so we stayed up at our little, our hunt camp that we call Camp Cutlet up in New York for the night. You know, my dad was up there. Um, so it was cool for the three of us to just kind of bond over the moment, I guess. And, um, and then the next morning we woke up and we, and basically we were like, you know, we're just going to go back to the same blind that Dean killed his. And with that, with that doe as hot as she was, we figured if she's cruising around there, there's another mature buck in the area. Who knows? Who knows? You know what I mean? And, uh, we're literally, we woke up late because I mean, we had a few celebratories the night before. So we woke up a little late. It's getting light, and Dean was on the shitter, <laughs> and I hear him like, "I'm getting ready in our basement," and I'm I I hear him like, "Yo, no, yo, no, check your phone." And we have we literally live in like a hole up there. We get no cell service, but the one cell camera that we had going up there, we got a picture of this box that we nicknamed the Godfather. And we nicknamed him the Godfather for a reason because he's like eight or nine years old. He's a friggin' ghost. We've nobody's ever seen him before. And we got a picture of him. but we, we knew where he was at and literally made a change of plans, scrambled. We knew I knew I knew basically he was gonna go one of two ways. And if he went the one way, we were gonna cut him off. And if he went the other way, at least we knew that he was gonna be bedded in our bottom in the bottom, and maybe he would come back out to one of the food slots in the evening. So it was kind of like a, a hit or miss. We knew if we didn't see him, then we had a chance that afternoon, but there was a chance that we could cut him off going back to bed in the other direction. And I mean, we stalked like 300 yards down the field line. I don't know how Dean, Dean spotted this thing, like 300 plus yards away, just caught a flash of him, threw the binoculars up, saw it was him, watched them bed down, got into a position where we were probably like 240 or 250 yards away and just sat there and waited and we probably waited a half hour the wind like swirled and, and the wind was perfect in our favor I think it just kind of swirled and scared him a little bit he got up and I I mean I was able to crack a shot off at him and and I mean the rest is is history it was I don't know what I guess when it's meant to be it it'll be but I just I still can't believe the timing of everything how perfect everything had to happen in order for it to go down like that um and so I'm yeah I still pinch myself I'm extremely grateful that's for sure
1: don't don't give that mount away
2: <laughs> no 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 we won't be giving that one away there's a few neighbors up in New York that aren't real happy with me right now but it is what it is the
1: uh,
2: I guess yeah it's uh, better to be lucky than good sometimes
1: a little bit of both there, man. Like that's that's pretty cool. You had to yeah. have some things in play there to to make that come together the way you did. That's super cool. And your sister Erin was one that posted in the comments. What made you go back? That's why I asked. <laughs> I I'm, not that that
4: that. Host, I I'm not
1: that good of a host, man. I'm not that good of okay. a <laughs> host. You're like, what? How did you know that? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? How do you know this? <laughs> that's so funny. Well, cool, man. That's great. That's a, that is a memorable hunt. One that you're never going to forget. You should post a picture of that guy, uh, the Godfather, um, to the comments when we're done here, just so people can see it. I think that's super cool. And then we'll wrap up with, um, you know, the, the, the shameless plugs of where people can find you and all that good stuff. I know you guys got, um, you know, an apparel website and stuff like that. So, you know, how do people support what you're doing and how do they get on board with tag and brag?
2: yeah absolutely so on on instagram and youtube it is it's team tag and brag at team tag and brag is our uh instagram handle go subscribe to us on youtube we would love the support um we got some new content that's going to be coming out here in the next week or so and then we're going to be flying into our turkey hunting vlog so super excited about that because we'll have a lot of content strung out um over a short period of time so it'll be it'll be cool to kind of watch as that journey goes. Stuff. and then um on on facebook i'll leave it in the comments but it's just at tag and brag um so facebook youtube and instagram are where we uh are where we kind of resonate the most and then we do have some apparel that's available it's just com. um you can go on there we got some hats we got some hoodies, and we uh we are going to be getting in a new spring and summer shipment here shortly we should have we got some badass um uh Snapback hats on order, so new, some new different colors and stuff like that. So obviously, love and appreciate all of the support. um
1: And and Eric, I really appreciate you having us on tonight. Oh yeah, man, it's, it's my, I'm I'm happy that you've taken time out of your busy schedule to be on the show. I'm always humbled and grateful to have any guest. I'm always shocked that people want to just talk to me on the show. So. Um, I'm glad we got a couple a couple of callers to call in. I think uh, it was a, it was a great episode. Thanks everybody for watching and tuning in. We're gonna end the live video, and uh, this will be published tonight on I call it podcast podcast land. I can't talk tonight. Um, it'll be posted tonight. So if you want to, if you didn't catch the live feed and you want to catch it later, it'll be on iTunes and anywhere else you get a podcast from. I'll share that stuff with you, so you got it too, man.
2: Cool, awesome, yeah. And we'll share it on our social media as well.
0: Rock on. Okay, the tip of the week. tip of the week this week. I'm actually looking for a tip or a whole bunch of tips from you, the listeners. Um, so if you can write in a tip either through our Facebook page or Instagram DM direct message, you can go to the website too. It's uh, wheretohuntapp.com and you can send an email whatever whatever works for you. you could also send a, if you got a, a recording app on your phone, send in an audio recording. We'll play that back on the next show uh, next Tuesday. But looking for a recommendation on what y'all recommend for turkey calling, whether it's diaphragm, a gobbler call, or a box call, or a combination thereof, or a slate call. Um, looking to see what everybody uses and or why, and uh, you know, if there's any particular brands that you're really attached to, love to hear about that also. Just generally curious and figured, you know I, I don't give the best tips when I get to this segment of the show, because I'm the you know Wisconsin's okayest hunter but I thought maybe I'd tap into everybody that pays attention to the show and that makes it this far. And if you guys can send and gals could send some tips in, I'll be happy to share those through our social media channels and also on next week's show, which will be next Tuesday. Um, We'll be going live every single Tuesday with or without a guest on our Facebook page at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you want to participate in the show and be one of the callers, that's the time and place to do it. If there's a different day and time that works for you, I'd be willing to hear... um, when that is and I can try to accommodate that as best as possible in any event thanks for tuning into today's show as always your your ratings and reviews mean a ton to me I've been seeing some of those come through so thank you thank you so much and thanks again to all the guests and all the listeners that participate Um, couldn't do the show without everybody so thanks so much have a great day and hunt public